You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom mm, and we got we got a thick one today fellas thick is that double c or ck thick. double c always double c uh thank you to our sponsors praise to run for cover records oh yeah praise to closed casket activities there is no doubt praise to to live a lie let it be known. And praise to Convulse Records. Uh, please acknowledge. Uh, today we are going to zoom in, focus, put a little spotlight on our buddies at Convulse Records, convulserecords.com. Uh, we're telling you, we probably said it once, this is saying it twice, we'll say it a third time at the end of this message. Uh, you're going to pre order the Gum Slogan Machine 12 inch LP. Uh, just coming out you know i could talk i could tell you more i could like blah 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 about it how about instead we just play a song this one is give you back your youth by the band gum off their lp slogan machine it is a debut kick it chattanooga on top Yeah. 
Ladell. <clears throat> Yo, enough said. As they say, enough said. ConvulseRecords.com, get that pre-order. Uh, thank you, Gum, and thank you, Convulse, for letting us drop that little uh, debut. Shout out. Let's swing. Swing the executioner's axe to To Live a Lie, ToLiveALie.com. You're going to click on that web store. You're going to do a little shopping. Guys, our buddy Will sent us over a little bit of pre-information. Some of this stuff is available right now. Some of it will be available very soon. But I want to talk to you about it all. We told you about the prayer for cleansing reissue, the second press, moving fast. If you want it, get it now. Full Mm. stop. Uh, There are some new records. One that I'm super excited about coming this May. May is a big month for To Live a Lie. May's been a big month for stuff I like. I got to say that. Uh, Some movies I've enjoyed watching. New video game. NBA draft lottery is today as you hear it. It's just Mm. a good month. Um, Violencia, Viviendo Tiempos on Mas Oscuros LP. I think pretty I good. did okay. Like, that was pretty good. As a yeah, guy who, who who got a minor in Spanish, I was pretty good. If you go to public university in California, you have to take four, as a human humanities major, you have to go four years Spanish. Uh, so, oh wow, yeah. So oh, it was you pretty got a minor too. Yeah. yeah. Um, due out this month. Excited about this record. I believe San Diego, Tijuana, no, Tijuana, uh, band who is doing fast, fast, hardcore to the right way. Uh, please get that. The Spy Service Weapon 7-inch going into its <clears throat> sixth pressing. Stop. I love it. Uh, we're on some like lifesavers shit here with the different colors. This one's going to be on orange with an orange cover. I'm a sucker. I like it. I like the look. Get that record. Um, the new Spy LP is up for pre-order too, so you might be able to get the exclusive to Live a Lie color if you haven't gotten one yet, but get that. Um, and one also little one here that, uh, that I'm going to highlight, um, the Sex Prisoner State Property 7-inch. It's the 10th anniversary. Sex Prisoner banned from Arizona who did really good uh, power violence, fast, hardcore stuff uh, at a time where I didn't, I didn't know about this. One of those things that I missed and then a few years ago hit my radar. I was like, oh, man, this is, this is awesome. So uh, just excited to see this. Shout out to To Live Lie. Shout out to our buddy Will doing big things at all times. And, uh, yeah, he's got a few other new things popping, but maybe we'll save them for the next ad read. So to liveali.com, go get those pre-orders, get those records. Exciting times in the world of vinyl. Mm. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm, I'm a little, uh, I think chuffed is the word that they use because, uh, one of the bands, uh, that to live a lie is putting out, I, uh, went and did a few minutes of research on to make sure that I had all my knowledge. Right. And then, mm. and then we didn't say their name. So now I'm going to, now I'm going to save, oh, this, save, this, save, save that this. little information. Ooh, little nuggets. See this, this is called the uh, tease. Yeah, it's pre-pro. Who was it that Patrick was talking about on that one episode of Axe to Grind? You'll find <laughs> out next. Um, Tom, how you doing? How is New York City? It's it's hot. Mm. I have to ask you this. Is the city as covered in pollen as it is out here in suburbia? Not as bad. I'm coming back from New Jersey. I literally got in the car and I cracked the window and I just started sneezing. Yeah, it, it's um, Patrick, it's I don't think I've ever experienced pollen like this. Yeah, like I don't, I don't have allergies in New York City anymore. 
Right, right, right. Like I, when I but when I go anywhere with like a like a blade of grass, it's all over. So the uh, the oak tree pollen is uh, outrageous here in New Jersey this year, uh, but from what I understand, it's uh, along the eastern seaboard. The pollen is is really gnarly. Uh, mild winter, uh, a lot of people are chalking that up to, but yeah, it's uh, it's been intense. My my black truck uh appears green because it's so tinted with the pollen so wow um yeah not not a great time here yeah, it's gross it's not great because yeah. now it's like is it covid or is it just pollen <laughs> yes exactly right yeah pollen and thing, COVID. Yeah. maybe it's maybe maybe people don't believe in covid so we're good maybe it's maybe <laughs> yeah. uh and it, is, is it co- i thought covid was over officially is that not true what did 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 Fauci tell you that he messaged you? What's the story? No, I thought the, I thought the CDC said that. Yeah, I mean it, they changed stuff just so it, like I got like an email today about like my health insurance. <laughs> like <Okay. laughs> FYI, like yeah. here's what we'll pay for. Here's what we're not paying for anymore. Like they is used it, to. Yeah. No, God, is it like is it bad that government agency? It's almost like partially memeified, like like sloganeering, like. Hey, uh, first thing first, COVID is over. Like it just is weird. Like, bah, bah, bah. weird. like oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like the next thing we're gonna see from the CDC is a Drake meme of like yeah. pointing it at COVID. Like, no, and then pointing it, it's over. Yeah, like, yeah. What, are we getting, what are we getting out of here? Yeah, po- getting Poke- useful for the kids. Pokemon the go to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm so excited for our political conversations to ramp back up. That's, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, me too. Real Axe to Grind Fall 2023 uh, teaser. Um, can't wait. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. We'll have Eric come on. Eric's. I feel like Eric's joining my team. Oh yeah, you think? I think so. he's he's on MSNBC. Yeah, he's all. Oh wow. Yo, his Twitter is worrying worrying me. But <laughs> does uh, he have a job yet? We have we no, can, can we do a wellness check on him? Yeah, I mean. Yes, we we should. But he did make he became part of the Producers oh, Guild of America. Yeah, PGA. Congratulations, Eric Wilson, if you hear this. Very congratulations. Sick. I wish you were in a club with Jack Nicholson and Tiger Woods, but I guess a club with whoever produced the movie is fine too. That's fine. Mm. That's fine. That's sick though. That's really good. But yeah, everyone. Yeah, I mean, there are no jobs to have because everyone's on the picket line. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like a high vid song. <laughs> Tears on the picket line. Um, yeah. Patrick, would you rather have dinner with your favorite producer of a movie or TV show or of all time mm. or have dinner with Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods. That dude's got some stories. He Yeah. I mean, he wrapped his car around like a be pole dark. because he was trying to get away from his 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 <laughs> wife was beating the shit out of him with a <laughs> golf club because he was cheating on her a lot with, with like a like a like a waitress. waffle house waitress or something or a server. Yeah. I got to be honest also, I feel like Tiger's the type who would get pretty loose lips. Like just like if he if you were vibing with him, if you're like Tiger, you chilling? He'd be like, "Yeah, let me tell you about this waitress, though," and then uh, you'd get this—you get the full truth. You know what I mean? I would oh. definitely go like Stephen A. Like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> you were like the king of everything, and you dropped the ball, man. I mean, now his his body is a mess, and I'd be curious if he could have a, a delicate conversation about that topic. I'd be I'd be curious because I, yeah. I don't know if you, Tiger. I don't want to. I don't want to. 
This, I mean, no offense. Uh, yeah, but can we talk about your body? This is, this is how you open your conversation. With, you're, no, you're, listen, you're giving you giving Tiger Woods shit, body yeah. dysmorphia. Jesus. No, I mean, look, the the guy was uh, like a young goat, and now he is shot beyond shot. And I mean, he walks around like he got shot in the ass with an arrow. Exactly, yeah, and, and true. it's sad would, though. I've never heard of a golf golfer, golf player, golfer, golfer. Yeah, have injuries. No, they, they get injured, but it's not like they're crippled. Like, like he he's he's damaged, and it's it's peculiar. I mean, but then again, he was probably pushing himself harder than most golfers. You know, like uh, he's. I have a lot of respect for Tiger Woods. Uh, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get into his personal business. <laughs> but I guess if we were, I guess if we were having a dinner together, I would. Um, yeah, but listen, producers have probably great stories as well. Uh, but I'd probably chill with Tiger Woods. He's, he just, I also don't like the way that we did him so wrong because it's like, what? So every other athlete gets to have extramarital affairs and somehow we're holding this guy's fucking feet to the fire over the bullshit. It's like, yo, that's none of my business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, I thought we did him wrong. We just assume if you're a soccer player, we assume that you got 35 girlfriends and, but Tiger Woods, what you're not allowed to uh, like it's not that's their family business yeah yeah i mean right now i hope you're not like uh, i hope your your significant other isn't isn't listening as you cape for a cheater but that's okay. ah, listen i'm not caping for his cheating i'm just saying that i thought we were dishon i thought we were dishonest i agree with i agree where's the pga wags right like that should be fine <laughs> is he because is it because he's a golfer and you don't expect golfers to like be cheaters I yeah, guess holding they, golfers to higher decor. like a baseball player. You go, yeah, you're in good shape. You you hit home runs. You know, people love the long ball, as they said. Yeah, Derek Jeter like, gift bags. We're all like, yeah, cool, right? Like John Daly, you're not like that dude. Definitely cheats on his wife. No, or like Mark or the Shark Norman. You like he's like <laughs> Greg Norman. <laughs> Greg Norman. He's not like you don't think he's a he probably he's probably swimming. Yeah, and look. <sighs> I, cheating on your wife is bad behavior, but I'm just saying that like we don't do this for other. Athletes. Comes back and gets you. You know what I mean? Yeah, come back. Like, like what would you do if you found out like the guy like who's the man? I'm the man. You thought like that oh, guy? Oh, the bowler. Oh, he what, definitely what would happen slays. if you like he that slays. dude? No, like a serial cheater. His wife that, was in the audience. I mean, you know he's definitely said that to her. That's it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that dude. That dude's a loyal king. Um, you think he's a loyal king? Loyal <laughs> I think he's a loyal king. king. Uh, Shout out to the loyal kings. Um, uh, one bit of sports news to talk about. Did either of you see the John Morant getting caught in a uh, another Instagram video with a gun? Oh What's he God. doing? John? Yo, could you guys walk me through this because you understand contracts mm-hmm. so much more than I do? Mm-hmm. Does he forfeit the thirty-three million for this year? Is that no, not that important? Fine, no. no. So he he got suspended and not paid for those games that he got suspended for this year. Yeah. But by his his actions and him missing games, he missed a certain. Like if you get picked on the one of the All NBA teams, yes, you get an extra thirty-eight million dollars in your contract, and he blew it and didn't make. So he was not considered one of the top fifteen players in the NBA. Yeah, oh. and if you and so if you get that it can, exactly, it, it basically uh, uh, sets off a kicker. That's like, oh, okay, you you now qualify for this super max, um, and he he didn't because he honestly on court play one hundred percent should have first been team, second team, first team likely if if not first team second team no question, um, but uh, 
Woo, sorry for that. Hope that dude, yo, Ja, you're in our thoughts. We know you're a big axe to grind guy. So, um, I just, I, I listen when people are like, how could he risk it all? It's like, how old is he? Is uh, he is 22, 23, 23 years old? He's been in the league for a while. Yeah. That's your answer. And, and but it was, I mean, it's sad to watch, though, because that dude's got the world on a string. Yeah. And Pat, it's, you know, you should watch the Joe Budden episode about it. Mm hmm. Because they kind of call him out like they think he's a fraud. Like, as in he's not as good a player or – No, no they think he's a great he's, player, but that is like I'm carrying guns and I paper have – Paper like, gangster. Paper gangster. Yeah, like they were like <laughs> – Joe Budden's whole thing was like, dude, your dad's at every game. <laughs> well, forget that. Here, here's yeah, what I'm saying. What's the, the video? The uh, – uh, uh, your real name's – you know, his real name's Demetrius. Uh, yeah, your real name's Clarence. Name's Clarence. And yeah. uh, your Clarence parents – you got both parents, and their parents have a real nice marriage, yeah. um, <laughs> but I mean, which like, is that all true. Had like, had like a laser on like the 76 – was it 76ers bus? Oh, yeah. yeah uh, Pacers, Indiana Pacers. Pacers bus. Yeah. They got into like to an altercation or whatever. Like, So people were worried they were going to get shot. Right. I mean – I mean, they're not, you're not allowed to have a gun in the clubhouse, thank you to Gilbert Arenas. Yes, correct, correct, correct. <laughs> well, can I he just, pulled a gun on somebody on his own teammate. Can I Gambling make a suggestion issue, yeah. to the twenty-two-year-olds of uh, uh, of the NBA? Is uh, by the time that you are, by the time yeah. you're thirty, uh, you, you will understand that uh, uh, it, it, there is no glory in posing for anything. This actually applies to hardcore kids too. <laughs> It's <laughs> true. There's no glory in the pose. It's just you start to look ridiculous to everybody. Like right now, there might be some people that think Ja is lit, right? Like, like they might think he's like a fun guy. But five years, one hundred ninety-four point three. I mean, that's a fun guy. Million. Yeah, he, yeah, he's pretty lit. I'd say that's pretty lit. Yeah, but I, I just think that you start to look like a clown to everybody. Uh, when you, why be something that you're not is the way that I would put this. I mean, John Brandon said it and he was pretty right. And that was, yeah, he, was pretty right. <laughs> he was dialed into something at that time. Uh, okay. Mm. So that's our spor- sports corner. Yo. So uh, speaking of sports guys, we talk about sports a lot, but you know what we don't talk about? We don't talk about college football very much. Maybe mm. it's cause we're all Yankees. Um, Tom, do you have what on a scale of one to one hundred? How much do you like college football? I mean, probably in the twenties, right? Like, like on a on my best day, it's like a thirty. Like Patrick. of all the major, major, major sports, that's my least interest. Like, yeah, I like I'm I, I'll college basketball more than that. You know, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Patrick, what about you? Call are you big? Uh, you Albany yeah, guy? Football? I definitely seem like it, right? Uh, <laughs> no, it's tor- <laughs> it's torture to me. Although, uh, <clears throat> maybe more fun than the NFL for me personally, uh, mm-hmm. just because I feel like it being not monstru- m- actual monsters of men uh, kind of makes it a faster game and more fun to watch at times. It's like college <laughs> basketball is like that too. Yeah, I mean, listen, my it's father. It's like someone like built like you, like running the point for like some like mid major. Which is why my father's addicted. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just gives you something. It, uh, uh, basketball, you can always make the argument pro versus college. You get the top tier athlete and some of the more artistry stuff, blah, 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 whatever. Football, I'll hear the argument more because there was a time when the NFL was more like that. And I felt, and you know, I wonder if it's just some old man shit, but it, it felt more watchable to me when not everyone were 
like there were different body types on the field. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and now there's some unreal athletes, but like, yo, I'm not lying. There were just men of girth on the offensive line in 1992. Sure. Just dudes who were just giant. Were they athletes? Absolutely. When they stopped playing, most of them dropped all that weight, and it's like, oh my god! It's like, oh, you were carrying that weight because that's what you had to do. But then there were like <laughs> receivers who looked like Patrick. There were you know running backs that were these little short dudes, but could bowl people over. You know, uh, and we're getting a little bit more homogeny of the most outrageous athletes you can imagine, um, which creates a good game, but also uh, changes the way it's played. So. Um, Anyways, this wasn't to talk about sports more, but it was to talk about the concept of house divided, and mm. uh, we're gonna we're gonna spin that into hardcore house divided. Uh, for those who might not know what the hell we're talking about, is when a Alabama fan somehow, some way, marries an Auburn fan. So you have the uh, okay, Tom. I think. Do you know the saying for both teams don't say it but do you know it for both teams for auburn for alabama and, alabama. and auburn yeah um i know alabama okay patrick do you know either or both just alabama which is in the unison guys roll tide, roll tide yeah and the only two things i know are roll tide and the other one this is kansas i think is rock chalk rock chalk jayhawk yep go those are the kansas. only ones i know uh war eagle is Not the Auburn much. one War Eagle? So, uh, yes, you made that up. There's no way that's a thing. Uh, go ahead and take a look. Um, <laughs> I've never even heard of that. Is that really yeah. Auburn saying War Eagle is Auburn's battle cry, not a mascot or a nickname? The phrase has long history and deep significance among the Auburn family. <laughs> you okay, use sorry, it to Auburn greet family. and identify with each other all over the world. Yep, War I'm Eagle. Um, shirt. Uh, yes, June shirt. Um, <laughs> so, so this is to say. Somehow, when these two people collide, it becomes this jovial, like, oh, the Todd are going to get you. Oh, no. War Eagle. It's like uh, rivalry, right? So, or heated debate, even in a loving household. Um, quite often, you'll see split flags, house divided. Okay, so you get the concept. I was thinking about it today while I was, what the hell was I doing while I was thinking about this? Sniffing paint fumes, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, while, ah, uh, so I was, um, so I was thinking. Oh, you know what? This is this is not that different than the conversations that we occasionally dwell into, um, that you know and have with friends, where one of you is ardently into this band and the other is ardently into this band. It's like this band is way better. Oh. Did you guys and and to kind of set this whole conversation off preamble. Do you have any memorable versions of that from your younger days with your with your friend group or locally? Like, were there any of those house divided conversations where there was never really and no one was really ever going to back down from the ledge, but you the the conversation would occasionally dwell there? Yes. Hit us. What's it? What do you got? Um, my friend group was split between AF and Leeway. Oh, that's it. All right. So what, what, who was on who's, you don't have to, you can name names, but don't, you know, who was on team AF? A lot of my older, my friends that like, so this is, I mean, we were 16 or 17. Yeah. 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 So maybe we would probably like one voice was out. I think. Okay. Like one voice is like the current record. 
And I was team leeway. Mm. Right. Because, I mean, 1992 it wasn't as easy to like just be like, I'm going to pull up victim in pain. Yeah. No, no. I mean, well, it wasn't reissued yet. It wasn't, you know, I mean, it was reissued, but like not, not, not it was reissued in 1986 or whatever, you know, like right. not so 60 years ago. Yeah. Like, and like, or United Blood or whatever. So it was like a little bit more, diff- it wasn't as easy. And I feel like as a kid coming from like more, you know, like, you know, I listened to fucking Guns N' Roses when I was 13 mm-hmm. or Anthrax or whatever. Anthrax, right. Lee Wave was a lot more palatable at the time than Agnostic Front. Now I'd say it's 50-50. You got, um, you got a lot of love for Leeway. I love so it. Like one of my favorites. Really quick for you. Victim in Pain or Born to Expire? I mean, I'd probably still go Born to Expire. I know that's like Which is sacrilege. fine. That's okay. No, I think that's acceptable. Uh, well, I think anything's acceptable. Uh, victim in Pain or Desperate Measures? You might go Desperate Measures. I mean, I like Desperate Measures is my leeway record. That's right. That was, I just thought of that. So, so you're going Desperate Measures, then Born to Expire, then what's your top AF record? Victim in Pain, probably. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, okay. I think Victim so. Victim in Pain. Okay. I mean, it would be the live record. Yeah, live in it's reality. So it's so good. It's got all the hits. It's the best live record. It's the greatest hits. That's just live. Yeah, it's done well. And uh, any any overdubbing done on it, I appreciate. It. There's no hate. There's no shame. Good for them. Um. So where where do you fall on that, Patrick? AF or leeway? Probably AF. Probably. Uh, this is leeway. a fun one because I think we all feel sort of the same in a weird way. Well, leeway. Pat, Tom, is, leeway is one of those uh, acts that, like, if I think about them, I I think, oh, I like leeway so much, and then, but I I don't put them on, but I do put on AF occasionally. And really, I've said this before, AF only became a thing for me. Yeah. five years you know what sure, i mean like sure, sure. It, it, it was uh of the kind of uh, uh classic bands uh they were really one of the holes for me because uh it, it just didn't hit off the like i was much more on the seven seconds minor threat like s- s- that level yeah. of melodicism s- sort of thing uh so af didn't come till later but i still probably go af uh, tom did did anyone in time ever come off their corner? Because like, yo, I think you're still Team Leeway. Um, I I came off my corner. I met them in the middle of the block. Okay, okay. I'm with that. I'm with that. I, like I met that. them in half court. We shook hands. We're like, you know what? I mean, AF, you know, over the course of time, it's like, how many? I mean, AF has eight LPs probably. If I had to guess off the top of my head, I mean, yeah, it might even be more than that. Let me look. Right Leeway's now. got four. You know, and like the latter two are actually pretty good. Mm. Open mouth kiss and adult crash, like both pretty good. It's a little long; they could be cut down. They could have been edited, but like, you know. So it's like, there's is there something to be said? And there's a whole thing we've talked about before. Like, mm-hmm. you know, better to go off out on two banger records and have six great records or six good records. I don't know, but I think you know we've we've my my friends have come around on leeway. Yes. And and uh, I've you know I've absolutely in the last thirty years have come around on Agnostic Front in a big, <laughs> big gigantic way, and you know now it's like you know they're both in my top five New York band like New York hardcore bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom, just just for some reference here, um, AF has had eight LPs 
Wow, sense one voice. Shut your face. Is that yeah. no way? That studio albums too. So uh, something's you got to give. Right, right. Upstart, Dead Yuppies, Another Voice, Warriors, My Life, My Way, The American Dream Died, and Get Loud. That's amazing. I know. I know. Um, and that's all since 98 because we toured with them on the, the what something's got to give. Yeah. That was their first like tour back in Europe in 98. So in the last 24 years, they've come. Oh, that's, I mean, that's actually not that crazy. In 20, every, you know, they've. No, 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 no. It's not. Years, which it's isn't not, like not. outlandish, but it just sounds like so much. No, it, it's not outlandish. It's. It just feels nuts to think that yeah. they've done so much. You know what I mean? So like, cool. um, Patrick, how about you? Any house-divided conversations that you remember from your youth? I mean, yeah, I was way more open to what, like, the emerging metalcore thing than a lot of my friends. You know, like, like uh, my friend, my friend Danny, who really, in large measure, got me into hardcore music. He's got like a sick of it all tattoo. He is not interested in things that are like you. He'd go to an integrity show, you know what I mean? But yeah. like he's he's not zero interest in stuff that is like metal, metal, you know. And uh, right. I I was much more open. Like when metalcore f- first started, like popping in that kind of oh, it's more than it's more than just the weirdos. Uh, I was way more open to it than some of my friends. So I would say that was the, that was the, I mean, imagine, <laughs> imagine Andrew and I, for people yes. that don't know, Andrew of, uh, uh, fuck, what band was he in when he was a kid? Police uh, line. Police line. Andrew of police line fame. Uh, uh, and I work in the dock at EVR and me trying to uh, get him to enjoy all else failed. You know what I mean? Oh, like, <laughs> oh yeah, that that's an uphill battle. Yeah, it's just not happening. But uh, yeah, I think that a lot of, you know, like, look, I, I didn't fall into the uh, kind of devoid of faith camp in Albany, right? Like that, that right. scene, that scene was completely. That's, Albany was a house divided, like straight up Albany yeah, hardcore. You'd true. have one King down logo on one side, devoid of faith on the other. That's right. And it's interesting. And of that side, I was definitely of the one King down, uh, uh, ilk. So, uh, but, uh, even, I think even among my friends, I was probably more open to metalcore, which if you want like an interesting addendum to this, I feel like I was more open to it early, but hit my limit way faster than a lot of people did. Uh, cause it, we've talked about this metalcore, like I supposedly like it, <laughs> but every time it comes up, I go, Oh no, wait, that's a bridge too far. Shut the fuck well, up. Well, can I, yeah, can I, can yeah, I was going to say uh, that was my big revelation from our, our little Hellfest series was that you both have a super openness, openness to metalcore and like identify as fans of metalcore in general, you know, like, yeah, I like it. But have some like creme de la creme, yeah, creme creme de la creme. These are hits. This is undeniably good. This is good. This is good. And then a lot of like, yeah, no, no, thanks. This stuff (laughs) slough this off, which was interesting. And I, I, I mean, you know, like that's not. 
that's not that different. If you oh. if we did a, a fast hardcore fest, I'd I'd fall in much the same bucket. Like it's like yeah, well these these ones are really good, and maybe there's a s- sleeper in the mix, and then a lot of this mm, maybe not so much. Uh, so okay, uh, I have kept track as best as I can of everything that I've listened to this year, right? And uh, I I just want to say that light is the language record that we said on the Hellfest episode. What is this? Yeah. What is this? You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's uh, people that went on to be in fuck one, uh, maybe all that remains, but it's something like that. Right. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said, I'm going to give it a go. I'm downloading it now. I cannot with words describe how bad this fucking record is. <laughs> fucking terrible and i dare anybody in our listenership even if you love metalcore even if you love trash metalcore i dare you to listen to the light is the language the void falls silent fucking record it is unreal how many mistakes are made and how often and how early it's fucking crazy all respect given to these musicians who went on to do different shit but this fucking record sucks and this is the limit. Like when, like metalcore, completely fucking uh, does not work for me when it hits this space. It, what's? Hmm. Do you think that's more common in with metalcore than other kind of niche sub subgenres? And if so, why? Well, uh, uh, Tom, jump in whenever you want. If you got metalcore yeah. shit, but. But for myself, you have things that I, uh, I hit a limit on because of its extremity. So grindcore, I don't right, – there's, right. there's, there's guys out here that are playing the I'm the most extreme game, right? Like they want yep, yep. to be that fellow. <laughs> That's not me. I couldn't give a fuck. Uh, grindcore is often too much for me. Um, certainly death metal is often too much for me. Uh, and you have those. But then within hardcore – you're never going to hit anything that's too extreme for me. You're just going to hit my limit on uh, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is the too much mosh. Like too I've fast. had, I've had too yeah. much. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> I, I you think feel like you're more discerning as a metal court. Like to me, I think that's like, like there's certain things that I go, Oh, it's cool. And the people that like really fuck with that style, they're like, it's trash. <laughs> and I go, is it like, I was like talking to people about like, um, like I like a lot of the like current day death metal. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That are like hardcore adjacent. Like a lot of the, you know, um, like maggot stomp stuff. But like I don't know, like Sure. You I like obituary. Sounds good to your ear. You don't have I to enjoy right. it. good from bad. Right, right, right. Well, you know what I mean? And like but people like people that like death metal like take umbrage at certain things or like like people that only like black metal think like, you know, hardcore kids playing death metal is like a fucking sin. Yep. But to I, me, I, I, just, I like what I like. Or if like, you know, I like Infest. Do I like fucking every like no comment, like, you know. Right. Clone? Like no, no. no. I, I like what I like. I, I think I remember the coming up to that with um, that exact issue with Nails because Nails kind of floated in between different stuff a little bit. And there were ardent fans. And then there were people who hated them who were like, mm. They're just doing a trash version of the thing I love. Oh, and it's like, are they doing a trash version? Because I don't think there's a trash version about nails. Like, yeah, that's that's correct. It's pretty like, like what are you talking about? You just you just are mad because this dude isn't 
a dude who you happen you, you see these people come from different space i think tom what you said is dead on i think there's a lot of that kind of thing also on the flip side i think there's genreists people who essentially are like well i like the genre and because i like it so much i am willing to give a try or be more open-minded to a thing simply because i think it falls under the umbrella of the thing i love yeah, I, I don't think that youth crew fans. <laughs> youth like, crew. Here's the thing: youth crew fan is a great example, except it's dead. Uh, power violence fan is the one I think now. Yeah, where I think there's a whole world of that stuff, a lot of which is, mm, and then some of it is like, whoa, this is fantastic. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I just, I wonder about that because I. I <clears throat> You know, nobody's patting ourselves on the back, but all three of the folks on the line here, we give shots to things, you know, like I think it's only fair. I would want that same. Right. And, 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 you know, sometimes obviously we all have our own preferences and predilections, but quite often, like I'm more comfortable recommending my favorite power violence record to either of you and thinking, well, if they're going to like something from this world, it, it's going to be this. You know what sure. I mean? Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, and not really being bothered if you don't well, like it, but that's, it is what it is. But I, I think there is also the genreist who is just like, no, I'm subscribed. I, I, you know, I've clicked the bell and did the whole thing. Like, you know, oh, new Power Violence Strikers out, got to check it. And that's kind of weird energy to me. Yeah, I have a discerning well, palate. Yeah, I mean, there, but and there's also this. Um, yeah, you've got a lot of different things that maybe we might characterize as uh, f- foolish commitments to things that that maybe you don't love as much as you say you do. Uh, but there is also just the general aesthetic that some people love, and that's uh, true. And the music comes in way second to that. And I, I, I wrestle with this stuff. We've talked about it on the podcast a lot. I wrestle with this stuff because um, I think that there's a lot of, I listen to the worst hardcore record of of maybe not my life, but Mm. uh, uh, the last 10 years, I listened to the worst hardcore record I've heard the other day. And uh, I, I was wondering who's, who's, who backs this? Like who, who's loving this right now? Right. And I think it's people who, uh, want to love it because it's current. It's trying hard, and, and I don't mean try hard like it like a try hard thing. I mean like like an insult. I mean showing it's, effort. Yeah, it's yeah. showing it's showing effort. It's likable people, and it is uh, it's it's of the moment in a way that people can register and say, yeah, that's that's akin to what I like. Although, sorry, I'm taking us in so many directions right now. Although what's interesting is that there's another band who's objectively better, not my style, not a thing I like, objectively better, who is being treated like the little brothers right now. And, mm. and so there's, I mean, a lot of this is also just like kind of who's the homies. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, like, there's yeah. a lot of who's the homies going on here. So I don't know. I think that there's a... Uh, I think that there's a, a, a lot of different reasons that people like a thing. Normally, I don't. I try not to judge it, 
you know, but some, sometimes it'll come up and I'll be like, mm, yeah, but no. So, so, so I, I think it's, I'll, I'll share my, one of the many house divided things. Uh, a funny conversation I had as a young person was 10 yard fight or in my eyes, two Boston bands. I feel, I definitely know Patrick's answer. Do you? Cause uh, I do. You're an in my eyes guy. I was going to say, because 10-yard fight is objectively yeah. more fun, but they're fucking terrible. <laughs> Man, there's so... Well, we'll get into some of, this, some of the aesthetic plays. And Tom, 10-yard fight or in my eyes? Hardcore fucking pride, man. I'm going yeah. ten yard fight. Whoa. <laughs> this is wild. Okay. So, so I do like in my eyes. I do. And and I think if you were to say to me, based on musicality, who do I think is a better band? No question. No question. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 in my eyes. Um, and and honestly, let, let's be fair to ten yard fight, who I have not revisited in some time. Uh, it might be that everybody in that band it was a capable player or became one. No question. I mean, members of 10 yard fight went on to form in my eyes. So, you know. but it did not. And the drummer from undertow also played in, in, in 10 yard fight. So you just twice. Oh, Jesus. Listen, don't go to Seattle ever again. It just didn't come together is all I'm saying. And when we talk, let me be clear for everybody. When we shit on something, which is rare, by the way, when, when we shit on something, Oh, we're going to talk about that, by the way. It doesn't mean that everybody in it is a hack and fucking loser and I don't respect them. It just means that, oh, that didn't come together. And let me tell you, everybody's life has several things that didn't come together. It's fine. <laughs> so, all right, go on. Right. Or, or, or personal preference. I, uh, as a young person, I got the 10-yard fight hardcore pride EP, pretty young. Uh, getting into hardcore... Uh, with my friends, uh, most of my friends were into hardcore. Just little, the ones who I got into it with were into it before me, and they were more punks, you know, like punk kids, uh, spiky hair and you know some skins and all that. Um, but I was just some kid in a sweatshirt, and I looked at the cover of Ten Yard Fight Hardcore Prime. I was like, "Holy shit, that I mean, looks fun! Looks fun!" They're na- and they're named after a football video game, and they sing about football, football. <laughs> like. Back in '83, when the Cowboys were ran strong, like wow, wow, play back football all, all day long. Dude. And so, anyways, I couldn't. There was no objectivity to that conversation. Uh, Tenor fight was better in my head. That's it, right? You know? Just a preference. Now, as I go on in life, for people who haven't revisited that second in my eyes LP, I, I mean, I stand by. All of the in my material, I think it's actually still very good hardcore. The second in my eyes LP, nothing to hide. Um, really interesting, kind of lost gem in the hardcore late '90s, early aughts catalog. Because I think maybe it comes out in 2000. It does um, come out in 2000. Do you right. think the, the AF and like the right brigades of the world kind of? made this the an and right brigade AN, just, i'm sorry they just overshadowed it very quickly you know like it just but it was just like a difference it was this adding like blood for blood and harder stuff to what they were already doing that's well and and then the conversation a lot of people made the choice was floor puncher in my eyes well floor punch and legacy wise floor punch has certainly uh stayed better and kind of like been something that more people have been like go back to the well of 
Yo, in the late 90s, I knew plenty of people who liked In My Eyes more than Floor Punch. I mean, In My Eyes was bigger, full stop, at the time. For a minute, yeah, they were. They were. Well, and, and there's different reasons for that. You know, Floor Punch didn't Before. tour the way In My Eyes. In My Eyes toured and did a bunch of stuff. Um, but that In My Eyes, both the In My Eyes LPs are really worth time and attention. The second one, they they at the time pointed at the faith as an influence. And if I'm being honest, I didn't have the familiarity with the Faith LP um, to put that together. But now, especially when we... Man, that Faith LP is very fucking good. Like, I revisited it, and I we did it for 80s Mosh Madness. 80s Mosh Madness episodes coming soon, people. Um, but we, <laughs> we revisited that Faith LP, and I was like, damn, this is a... This is like a very, very good hardcore record. And then in my eyes record, I all of a sudden... I was like, let me revisit this. And I was like, oh, okay. I hear some of it. It's not cosplay. It's not ripping it off. But there's just nods to the style of melody with a still very high energy hardcore. That's just like, <clears throat> it really did something for me. And, and Pat, I know you like, I know you like In My Eyes. If you haven't listened to that second In My Eyes LP in a long time, which I'm willing to bet just the way time is, you haven't, it's worth it. It's It was good. Um, but that was, to me, Tenure Fight in My Eyes was the house divided. And it was a conversation. I remember there were certain friends of mine that were all Tenure Fights, certain friends that were all in my eyes. And that's just the way it was. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, those bands were, like, like running buddies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, same, same city. I think there was <clears throat> same city, same scene, you know, and, and like, uh, definitely – Definitely a lot of overlap and appreciation, we'll say, at least. Here, um, here's one for you, Bob. Yes, please. It's not mine, mm. but I, it's a question that I think is very pertinent. And from, you know, a little behind the scenesy stuff that I, you know, I've heard over the years. Mm. House Divided New Jersey. Uh-huh. Ensign Floor Punch. Yeah, 100%. Um, like, your friends were probably more Floor Punch dudes, right? But Ensign, oh, this, like, this is a fun question. Um, yeah, Ensign was kind of a thing, and like Ensign I think people really like thing, yeah. they were not even kind of they were like they were Jersey for a very long time, and I don't think they get nearly the credit. But then they, it's funny, like they run into people that are like you know mid to late thirties that are like, dude, you were the band, mm. you know what I mean? And like my you know Tim Shaw, who I know and love, yes, is yes. always like, yeah, well, I don't know, like he's like so he downplays it, but it's like, yo, man, like. You guys got everywhere. Well, they did a lot. And I mean, honestly, <clears throat> big, big tour. Oh, big tours with different types of bands, different sounds. Um, I'll never forget going to Chicago Fest 2000, which was decidedly on the fast hardcore side. Like me and a uh, friend of the show, Andy, uh, rode out in a uh, the Kid Dynamite, Kid Dynamite van that our friend won in a raffle. <laughs> so he drove kill the man who questions out and he had a couple extra seats so he let us stow away um but we were going out there to see life's halt and what happens next because that was the furthest east they had come to that point and that was the furthest east they'd come for you know i, I don't know until the summer or something and waiting from march until the summer seemed insane at 17 years old or however I, yeah i was 17 um 17 18 i just turned 18 um so, uh, but Ensign got one of the biggest reactions of the entire weekend. And it was a room full of weird punks and goobers from all walks of life, hardcore term speaking. And they had a circle pit of like 200 people. 
and this is in 2000, which, look, by New Jersey terms, Ensign had moved into a different phase of their career, and it was sort of between Ensign rebirths. You know, Ensign was a band that kind of re- was reborn a few times during their their tenure as kids got into them. You know, and that happens, like just natural cycle of life thing. Um, to answer your question, my group of friends, for the most part, all liked Ensign and Floor Punch, but put them in the same bucket because there was a different New Jersey house divided. And we sure. felt like Ensign and Floor Punch were on the side that we at least were more in our direction of like weird suburban punk kids. Uh, right, as right, opposed like to the, the Fury, Windbreaker, uh, yeah. Fury of Five, E-Town Concrete side. But <clears throat> the Ensign Floor Punch conversation is fantastic. And if you get people just a little older, this is something that was like, if you were a Morris County Youth Crew guy, this was a like fighting where it's like, do you like Ensign more or Floor Punch? And there was... Uh, heated debate. Um, so yeah, that's a really good one. What and about the football game? What about it? Floor punch. Won. <laughs> well, because didn't they have ringers? No, they didn't need them because they. No, they brought detox, and detox was like a box played on Ensign's a Division team. One football player. Didn't he play on Ensign's team? Oh, maybe he did. He played on Ensign's team, and Porter was a. I believe he was a D one recruit and blew out his knee. So, um, oh, so they had oh, okay, so they had ringers on both sides then. Well, I mean, Porter sang in Floor Punch. I don't know what Detox did in uh, in Ensign. <laughs> Good point. Um, he carried stuff, maybe. I don't yeah, know. He, he moved to an amp or two. I'm sure he did. Shout out Detox. Shout out Masha Hall. Yeah. Our friend Barry, Barry, our uh-huh. buddy Barry, found the zine because there was like a full like write up. And if people don't know, there was like this infamous Ensign versus Four Punch football game. Yeah, give the give this back. And like I don't even know, ninety seven, ninety eight. Yep. But it was like pre-internet, and everyone was talking about it. It was almost like the last scene of The Outsiders when the Greasers and the Socials meet up in like a in a mud field. Because it was like, <laughs> oh, it's gonna like they're gonna fight. Like they're gonna fight after the game. Like there's no way this is gonna go smoothly. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, and I remember like it being in like in effect or something, and being like four punch one, like yes. like Tim Ensign will get a little chippy even if you mention it now. <laughs> like what the fuck? They brought X Giants or whatever the fuck. He'll have some story. <laughs> but it's um, it's like, can you imagine like today being like, dude, there's gonna be like a fucking you know. A never-ending game, yeah, right, never-ending right, never game, pain of truth, mind fucking horse, football game, wiffle yeah. ball game, yeah. and like someone might get beaned with the wiffle ball. Like, what the fuck? Wait, what? <laughs> you know, like, but this was this was news back in the old days. Yeah, that was news. It was in it was in zines. Um, it it's kind of the same energy as the Dream Team uh, Barcelona like practice games, like. There's no video. It's just uh, you just have legend. Maybe we'll do a uh, a comprehensive three part story on it. Get like <laughs> the whole reporting. Um, right, <laughs> Porter's like a person. I took that personally. <laughs> Yo, for real, that's true. That's I bet he did. And I mean, uh, shout out to Floorpon. Shout out to Ensign. Um, yeah, there's an awful lot of nautical stars that would tell you that. That was much more of a conversation. Nautical star tattoos, I should say, than than people oh, yeah. would let you know now. Um, so that brings us to some axe to grind house divided conversations. 
and I tried to think of how to frame this and, and compare likes to likes. You know, like I was like, well, do we do something like Earth Crisis or Youth of Today? I was like, mm, apples and oranges. You know, like, uh, but I did think stuff like Earth Crisis or Integrity. Mm. Patrick, I know where you fall. Yes. I fall on the integrity side. Tom, you're the fun one here. Where do you fall? Ah, uh, on my on my own sword. Um, <laughs> this is the house divided. This is uh, mom loves Earth Crisis, dad loves integrity. Right, and I'm just in my room. We're both trying to make you wear the jersey and hat. You know. Right, right, right. Um, I will say this: Earth Crisis. Yeah. Between the two, if you, I would. There's some really good integrity shirts. But they they do have the best basketball jersey of the '90s, right? Yeah, that and Madball. The Madball, Madball one's pretty good. No, the yeah. Madball one's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Earth Crisis or Integrity? I'd probably have to go Earth Crisis. Just I'd be lying. Like I feel like it would be revisionist history if I didn't say Earth Crisis because, like, literally Firestorm like changed everything mm. for me. And I don't know, like, I love, 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 love Integrity, and it's definitely, yeah, yeah. they've had huge impact, impacts on the bands that I've done and all that sort of stuff, but, like, us, like, driving around in, like, Bagos, like, Winnebago shitty car, like, when F- Firestore first came out, and they all turned to me, like, you need to sound like this guy. <laughs> and they literally did that, and I was like, but I sound like Jeff Perlin. They're like, we get it, but you gotta sound like this guy. <laughs> um, Changed everything. I'm like, that was like, alright, this is what we want to do. And I think like Earth Crisis was like that much of a fucking game changer. They both have giant farts in their discographies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it's tough to yeah. say, but That's if I had to, yeah, gun to my head, I would take Firestorm over anything of That's, that of those two bands. That's a fun question too: is who, which lead singer is more likely to hold a gun to your head, Carl or do, no? We don't need to answer that question. Um, <laughs> Patrick, uh, friend and longtime listener, Mark. Our friend from, I believe, Sweden, maybe even Umia, uh, asked and say, "Did I miss? Have I missed the mention of Earth Crisis to the death in the Great Comeback albums?" Uh, Introduced them to a bunch of new people who came into hardcore during their break. A lot of people here in Sweden became fans because of this one. I didn't know how to respond to that. Okay, so that's interesting because I think Tom and I have both gone on record as saying that it is uh, better than anybody expected. Uh, it it's is still not good. So okay, I'm not going there. Here's what I'll go. I'll, I'll go that far. I, I'm never going to listen to it. Uh, so I listen. I do listen to it, but I listen to it the same way that I listen to "Breed the Killers," which is the same way that I listen to later "Hatebreed," which is I select the two really good songs and I listen to those. And uh, I think the Earth Crisis in their uh, reformed uh, the period, the reunion period, is. Uh, uh, has some fucking tracks and to the death has some tracks. Uh, I did not know it brought anybody over to earth crisis. Uh, to me, they've kind of existed on their own Island since, since they've gotten back, not in a bad way. I think that they are a profoundly strange band. And, uh, there was just a moment where people, uh, people seem to be on board for it, <laughs> but, uh, but they're weird. And I think that, uh, they should be on an Island and I think it's cool. Uh, and I like that record, but I don't love that record. If if you were to recommend 
a metallic hardcore band from the 90s to someone in 2023, 20-year-old in 2023, mm-hmm. would you pick one from Earth Crisis catalog or from Integrities? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With all uh, that is there entails, a band all... you might mention? Well, no, I don't want to get there because that, that's the, 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 <laughs> let's table that. We're doing the house divided between those two. Uh, okay. I would say <clears throat> integrity carries more cool uh, cachet, right? And that always wins with with new people. That that's just like a thing that that resonates uh, with new people. If you tell them this is, you know, you've you've seen this logo. This is cool. Um, in terms of actual sound, uh, I'd probably st- I'd go integrity probably if I was gonna if I was gonna appeal to somebody in 2023. I um. I tend to agree even for a lot of reasons. Obviously, I prefer integrity, but if I'm just pulling out, it's weird to say this. Is Earth Crisis having a strong, ardent, militant message baggage for a listener in 2023? Hell fucking yes. Hell yeah. I mean, look, but there's also this thing going on where I run into 20 year olds who think that there's like a real fun novelty to uh, hardcore's more like extreme corners that they don't get anymore. Right. So, like, a, a kickback having a moment is the most insane thing in, in what we would consider like a, a sensitive time where people are sensitive. But, but kickback is like a thing people talk about. If you listen to the lyrics of Kickback, you, you go to jail. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's. Yeah, people we, don't listen to the lyrics. What's that? We can't. We can't. You just can't read them aloud. It's the yeah. The you word. can't read them aloud. It's like an Necronomicon. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think that there's a lot of uh, younger hardcore kids who it, look in the same way, and and uh, I think I'm the only one that's gone on record with this. Although you guys have been understanding. Um, it was completely normal to collect quote unquote sketchy things for hardcore kids. Uh, sure. It, it, there was a period where uh, we've talked about it. Uh, at least the creme de la creme of sketch uh, appeared in a lot of people's record collection. Uh, that appeal. Is that band named after a tool? <laughs> yes. Uh, like Phillips head or flathead. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one of those. One of those. And they, uh, that appeared in a lot of people's, a lot of punks, a lot of, a lot of what we would consider kind of like, um, I guess the, I guess whatever. More PC I, than you yeah, think. Yeah. Not, so everybody, sorry if you're sorry if you're younger. It, it, what we call woke now was just called PC at, at in the 1990s, and uh, a lot of the the PC kids still definitely 100 percent confirm with my eyeballs uh, owned those records, and. The reason for that is because there's a draw to things that are 
edgy and kind of quasi forbidden. And, and so that's lies. They wanted to just take them out of circulation. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> so, oh, wow. If I have it, then like some person who might have like a mind that could be molded into believing. This I just crap. figure it's good for me to have 12 to 15 copies of HTND <laughs> because uh, I don't want, you know, every time I see one locally, I go, what if, what if an impressionable young punk saw this? No, th- <laughs> no way. Yes. No way. <laughs> so, right. So it's just like, if they take them out, you know, then, you know, it's one less thing out there that can be picked up by a, you know, a, a malleable mind, you know? Right. So, <laughs> so anyway, back to the point. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's something I, I'm expecting in full, full chest. I'm expecting not kids to go hardline, but I'm expecting a fascination with all of that, uh, to, to be people like extreme people love extreme and, you know, or maybe it'll be, maybe, uh, Hardline is a, is a little as a bridge too far, but and for safety, hardline without the anti abortion stance would probably be number one, probably the anti homosexual mm-hmm. stance as well. But that too, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think maybe we'll see the soft version, which is the, the hippie version is crime think, right? So maybe we'll see like a, a, a real appeal to that type of, of uh, shit soon. People just like extreme shit, and I'm on board. You know, what I mean? like that—that's me. I'm a little. My girlfriend is like, "Do you always have to be such an edgy boy?" And I go, "Moderation, please, no moderation for me." No. Uh, can I? Can I? Uh, uh, while something is on my mind, can I? Can I uh, divert us for just a second? I think, of that, course, this is a divertible uh, episode. I uh, I know the answer for Tom because I I know some of the figures uh because we've talked about this for five years and you know we might have <laughs> well no it's it's oh. how many were there people in your scene that mm-hmm. were uh th- not gossiped about there was things that everybody just knew about them that in, in retrospect were provably untrue <laughs> Like right now, well, yeah. we were, well, we were, yeah, Tom, I know the answer for you. Yeah. <laughs> like some, I mean, you, New York City hardcore in the nineties. There were some stories about some folks that probably would not have the next year. Some of those guys wrote their own fucking stories. Right, right. <laughs> but I'm asking because there was a kid that would come to. Uh, this came from the football conversation you guys were were having, and and I really couldn't mm. engage in because I did not know that rumor <laughs> or I did mm. not know that that moment. Uh, that piece of history. There is uh, a kid that used to come to Albany shows and he was mm. a monster of a kid, like built like a, a professional, at least D one football player, like built like a beast. And uh, he, everybody said that he played football for Syracuse and I am looking through the rosters for, <laughs> for Syracuse and I cannot find him. So is that, was that just always a lie or did he maybe play for Lemoyne? You know what I mean? People had it wrong or, you know what I'm saying? It's just, but it's, it's funny to me that I've gone my whole life being like, Oh yeah, that Syracuse football player that would come to shows. <laughs> That's kind him. of amazing. There's no and Meanwhile, he played, he played like tag football once in Syracuse. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Telephone that conversation. Like, oh, where's Tommy? Oh, he's playing football in Syracuse. Whoa. <laughs> did you hear about Tommy's playing football in Syracuse? Oh, that's crazy. Yes. 
Anyway, we can get back. There's to only that. one one. So the singer from Reserving Dirt Naps was, was a pro football player. Oh no shit! That, I think I, he made it to the NFL. Oh god, he's a fucking large human being, so that makes sense. Uh, would like to hear more music from the band. I, I'm actually a fan. Um, so, I know. I know. We talked about that. The last record was 2020. So I don't know if they got anything else on the uh, on the horizon. Memphis, what's up? Memphis, uh, Ja. Mm, flash <laughs> it. Um, all right. I gave a uh, a potential axe to grind. House divided. Earth crisis integrity. Um, either you got one that you can throw out a, a potential earth to. Or a potential axe to grind house divided. Let's see. I think we got to go. I mean, well, house divided. So meaning like that, you know, one of us hates it. Well, not, not so a- much hates it, but you love something else that is comparable or frequently like integrity earth crisis. Not totally always something to be compared, but two metallic hardcore bands of the nineties who still st- stuck with it through today still have large fan bases and there is overlap, but also I bet there's some people who are like, oh, no way. Earth Crisis all day, baby. Yeah. Over course. integrity. You know what I mean? So um, it's more the passionate right, feeling right, right. over another thing. Would it be like negative approach and AF or something or negative approach youth today? <sighs> negative approach AF is a fun one. <sighs> Let's do negative approach AF. Damn. That's that's not a comparison <sighs> for me. I, I all respect in the world to AF, but n- negative approach is as as my uh, friend and anxious says, goats, goats, goated, goated. <laughs> Shout out to Tommy. Absolute, Shout out to Broken Vow. Absolutely goated. Tom, is it that easy for you? Well, no, it's not that easy for me. But I mean, I would definitely. Ah, oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? If you, I don't know if you like. Do you like? So if you looked at like AF. Full, you know, from fucking 1982 or whatever the hell it started, yep, all the way to, to today. And would you ma- like if you if to get a comparable, um, comparable comparison? That's not a good way no, to say yeah, it. Like, like, you do like negative approach, laughing hyenas, like all the John, like it's like because- it's like comparing a book that has one excellent book. There's, like, right. there's or like two, one two amazing poem, or yeah. a fucking, or a or a fucking Stephen King novel, you right, know, eight hundred right, page yeah. novel. It's kind of difficult. I mean, or unless, I mean, to me, AF has changed so much over the years. It's only yeah. been Roger and and Vinny. The the thing that I like, have to do. All right, I'm gonna go highest highs, and I think it's negative approach seven inch or victim in pain, and I. It's negative approach. It's negative approach. And Roger, I mean, like, Roger is not even yeah. hearing this. Shout out, Roger. I had to pause and think about it. Victim in pain or, or negative approach seven inch. Um, I don't know. That's tough, man. That's I'll tough. take I'll take the negative approach seven inch, but it's tough. And then if I'm being honest, victim in pain over tied down. Yes, by a nudge. It, it's like gold negative approach seven inch, silver victim in pain, bronze tied down. Uh, and then some of the other highlights of the AF catalog are right there. But like, I don't know. We could talk about the negative approach reunion seven inch from whenever, but we did that not long ago, and no one else in history of the last decade has mentioned it. You know what I mean? We're, it's, it's all right. Um, I remember the cover. Yes, yes, everybody. Uh, if you remember anything, you remember the artwork, and you're like, oh, maybe I don't want to listen to this. Um, I, I've got a question for you, fellas. Oh. Uh, 
I I've met several what we would call legends, but don't know them. I only know what they put out in the world, right? Uh, and a lot of the older fellows, when they go on tour, they cover each other, which I think is, uh, in some ways, I don't like it. And in other ways, I think it's kind of a class move, right? Um, do you, in your estimation, and obviously it's person to person, but is anybody self-aware enough in that scene of older fellows who have done great things to defer to each other as better. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's good to I hear. Mean, look, go, uh, let me find it. Roger Murray has an awesome record collecting Instagram. I believe it's a uh, vinyl assault. Yeah. Vinyl assault. Uh, just spell it out. Vinyl assault on Instagram. And you will see him. His most recent post is him talking about the negative approach 7-inch. Definitely one of, if not the best American hardcore 7-inch ever. Right off the gates, if you're a 70s child, you know that cover fits the intense aggression behind this music perfectly. You need to read this because it's so... You can tell how passionate... Like, if you didn't know how great Agnostic Front is, current tense, is, how cool they are, current tense, you just need to find, look at Roger's Instagram account, see how passionate he is about punk music. Giant record collector, if you weren't aware. Um, Incredible collection. You can see an insane collection, but even cooler, and this is for the people who don't care about you know collecting records or vinyl, blah, blah, blah. Read, read what he has to say about this stuff. It is as impassioned as anything any of the three of us has ever said on this stupid podcast. Um, it is really cool. It's it's just, and you'll probably discover some new music because he has this really deep look at like punk of the late seventies, early eighties too. Uh, for example, maybe you're curious about the Corpsicles. Now you're going to leave me. 70s. That's what I was just looking at. I was yeah. like, I'm here from here. I've never heard of this band. That's right. Uh, the inanimated objects. Like he's got, he's kind of you know killed by death level stuff, and um, yo. It's cool. So shout out there. You're asking a fun question because it's uh, it's to ask, are there people who maybe it's in a small little corner of the world? We know hardcore is a very small, very small little corner of the world. But, you know, I don't know if I play guitar in the minor threat seven inch. I'd feel like I did a pretty goddamn cool thing in my life, you know, certainly. Um, and if somebody wanted to say to me, like, hey, is that the coolest punk record that ever came out? I might be like, yeah, it's pretty fucking cool, man. But, and I wouldn't begrudge them that. But uh, from some of the ones I've talked to, Roger's not the only example. And I've never talked to Roger. I just follow his shit here. Um, but from some of the ones I've talked to, uh, they all are willing to to kind of nod and uh, go, yo, this is, this is it. I mean, but that's it, all... Yeah, go ahead. I think it's only them. Like, I think Negative Approach and like Bad Brains That's are right. those bands. Negative Approach and Bad Brains are the ones who get it. Black Flag gets it from some people too. Um, sure, but like, I don't know if like, I don't know if you know, ba- nineteen eighty five New York hardcore band, is, you know, is saying, well, you know what? I mean, like in reality, 
Right. Like, you know, obviously, <laughs> Sick of It All is better than us or fucking Sheer Terror is But, like, I, those, no, I don't think anyone no, think is ceding right any ground there, but I think there's certain bands, like, everyone's like, yeah, like, Bad Brains is just like, you know, I mean, Ian McKay will be like, yeah, Bad Brains is the fucking the right. best band ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dudes that everyone else looks up to are like, yeah, this is just really all, all yeah, there is. I mean, that's a good point. It's, it, it is, it's actually hard for, I think, a lot of people. And I wonder if I'm capable of saying that somebody that came after me did a, did a better job. You, you know, like I, 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 I'm, you're living I, it. I wonder, like, is there anybody, like, I, I think I'm pretty magnanimous about other bands, but is there anybody that I'm like, oh, they do, they do what I do better. Right. Oh, uh, it's a fun one. Um, it's a fun one. Fun question. I mean, I would say then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, would you, who's better than you, Tom? <laughs> Stop that bullshit. No, I mean, I think Incendiary is better at it than we were. You, th- 100%. Uh, you think 100%, so? dude. 100%. Look, I, I'm taking nothing. And we were also, I mean, and f- to defend a decision, we were 20 and 22 when we yeah, wrote those yeah, two yeah, records. Yeah. And, I mean, these dudes are in their 30s. Sure. But, I mean, are they a better, like, like band? Are they like better that? at that? Yeah. Uh, Absolutely they are. And that's cool. There's no harm in that. Like, that's fine. You know, this this is a tough question because uh, they are Tom. This is uh, with respect to you and them. Uh, we don't have to go into it. I don't want to put. I don't. Yeah, make, no, no, right, right. I, I, it's just. I, I'm I, like, do you look at like Fiddlehead, or do you look at like Military Gun and go, eh, that was pretty good. I mean, I like, say pretty good to uh, right now. No, but like, do you feel like you're like all right? I got to like you know put another two miles on my fastball. Oh, I mean, listen. I'm not going uh, quiet into that uh, dark night. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And that's good too because it's good to have – I mean healthy you know, competition is cool. Yeah, it is. Well, like, there's some bands – like you know, metalcore bands like as a, as a dude – like not even a band that came after us but like at the same time we're like, all right, what we're doing is fine. But like have you heard until your heart stops? Um, like fuck everything. Like there's no yeah, – like yeah, there's other know, bands like, of that ilk that I go like – yeah, it's fine. Like you know, like bands that were the same era as us, and I'm like, we're probably better than they that's are. I don't fun, know. Maybe that's a fun conversation, and it's like right. there's a part of it where you can you, you try to pull out and go, okay, okay. Ooh, what are the records of this world, or even in the world, like Pat? It's a f- weird conversation with you because of the and like I don't want to spend a ton, a ton of time like patting you on the back, but uh, there's a singular nature to both your bands that. Makes them hard to compare a little bit. Drug church easier than than self defense certainly. Yeah. But but you think about it, and I will give you credit. Even early on, you would nod to bands you played with. Um, but that was a really good live band. Uh, this was a really good band. Whatever you know, or this band put out a record that I think is really good. And uh, you know whether you were comparing it to yourself or not, it's that kind of. The ability, and Tom, you've said it too, the ability to stop and acknowledge like, hey, we're, we're in the middle of this thing. We're doing our thing. But we still can be self-aware enough to look around and go, hey, see what they just did? That was pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, um, And sometimes it's interesting to see how that plays out. I think you know, we, we reference this a lot, but tragedy came from the crust punk everywhere. The remains of his heroes gone. A lot of people knew who his era is gone is. No question. Big band. But when Tragedy put out that record, it seemed like everybody stopped. Whether Whatever version of yelling guitar music with black shirts on 
uh, you were particularly interested. Everybody stopped going, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one. Here we go. Okay, you know. Um, and uh, it's kind of interesting to see that and see how that goes. I think I think you're, you're also, Tom, you made a good point that there's a few Titans that everyone nods at. You know, no one from the early 80s. I've never heard one person from the early 80s say like, damn, we smoked the bad brains that night. (laughs) Even the big boys were like, that band sucked. No, they were like, well, homophobes. Yeah, they ripped. But <laughs> yeah, like unbelievable band turds, but like yeah, completely yeah, stole unbelievable. some money from us, dickheads. Stole some weed. Um, you know, uh, honestly, you you hear that the the New York scene mid eighties. Uh, everybody pays homage to the what the Chromax did and what they were as a live act, and uh, you know they all everybody's like Chromax. That was crazy, you know. Um, and and then you know results may vary later and. But it's it's sort of interesting because that's that'll lead to another thing, another conversation is the undeniable. Like with records, regardless of subgenre, do we think it's undeniable? Oh, Until like, your heart stops, a great example. Like, I mean, decidedly not my world. But I'm like, yeah, this is I, I get why people like this. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, this is kind know, of cool. You know that expression, "common sense ain't so common." That you can always find someone that will say the other thing I'm watching on Twitter right now. Uh, people slam Frank Miller as a hack. And, and it's like, it's like you would, it's, it's like, Ugh. come on, brother. <laughs> you You're on Twitter right now reading other stuff. While we're no, trying no, to- no. I mean, this is like, I'm actually on Brooklyn. Multiple vegan. screens. It's okay. Why? It's okay. I'm on Brooklyn yeah. vegan. Cause I wanted to, uh, maybe discuss uh they put a 13 great songs from current uh hardcore alt rock crossover bands and i was going to use this as okay well let's see what you know is drug church better or worse than some of these bands or whatever but i don't want to get into it because these are a lot of our peers and like if i go if i go yeah good band but now nah, they're not as good then somebody's going to be you like feel, yeah you're, you're, you're catch, people are catching feelings yeah, don't bro i heard you said you've been, you've been you catching like, a lot of feelings i do <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean it's uh i think it's cool to admit when something's when somebody's got you beat you know what i mean you can just like fuck all right good for you like (laughs) i think it's fun i can do after that man like yeah like when like a good pill like when randy johnson strikes out a guy on three pitches you're like all right also nothing nothing doing yeah you, you know what tom that's probably the best example for this reason because everybody saw it so you can't say you can't say like, ah, yep. <laughs> so if everybody if i sit here in my little like uh you know like a, like my fortified castle of of ego and i say oh no we're better than that band and that band and blah, blah, blah. it's like yo people people go and listen to the music <laughs> you know what i mean like they're going to have they're going to be dr- they're not going to be convinced by me telling them right so at the end of the day i think you're better off just copping to the copping it if somebody's got you beat Yo, with that said, uh, homework assignment for the audience. We're going to revisit this house divided. What were your big debates? We'll revisit this. Do you have any that you think would play well on the Axe to Grind uh, crew here? And then part two, this one's the uh, the assignment for later, is the undeniables, records that are undeniable, whether it's in your wheelhouse or not. Mm. Hey, man. 